0: Welcome to Slopes and Dopes, the only podcaster, skier, and skiers are here with me, your host, Gasoline Gus. Catch me smoking that gas while you're eating my dust. With me today is co-host Drippy Drops. His drops drip and his drips drop. Follow him on SoundCloud so you know when those drips drop. What up, Drippy? Hey,
1: yeah. Catch my SoundCloud, baby.
0: This other dude here is Sloppy Poppy with the raddest, daddest dude ever to scare, score a perfect tenor after smoking a tenor. What up, Pops? Pops. You know it. <laughs> and finally, we got four times bronze medals, two times silver medalist, and blowing big old time gold medals. Gilroy McAvoy, the worst of the best, till he gets that smoke in his chest. Gilroy, what up? What to do, my dude? Now I'm about to oh. puff puff pass to my dude Drippy to give him the DL on these skiing tippies. <laughs>
1: Is that why you're sitting over there today? No. Oh, it's <laughs> just the way I set it up. I don't know. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to football after dark. I'm your host, Juzby. Man, I'm a four-time bronze medalist. Yes, Six you are.
0: Six-time silver medalist. That's that's blowing floor. big o times gold medalist. So that's four twenty.
2: <laughs> oh, I get it. Okay.
0: Why
1: couldn't you? Okay.
0: <laughs> you're Gilroy McElroy.
1: Gilroy McElroy. <laughs> Today we have a big old NFC South predict. We got a big old Jerry training Jones camp is, to talk about. Yep, J- Jerry Jones is going to play
2: running back for the Dallas Cowboys this year. Yeah, I'm sure he is.
0: There was I was reading an article and whenever they were talking about Jerry, they would they would spell it Jerrah, G E R R A H. Oh, Jerry's God. Jera. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry.
2: <laughs> you mean Jeron? Let's <laughs> bring that joke back.
0: Oh no, Joe John,
2: Joe John. We also have the latest
0: in the Hill Watch.
2: Oh Hill Watch! As, Hill of, Watch as of today,
0: there was a big roller coaster today.
3: There was a big old roly coasty. Well, first off, he didn't have his first press conference like since we last recorded. He actually was like on the podium and talked to. Things And depending on who you ask, it was either good for him or bad for him, depending on your Tyreek Hill slant already. Some people were like, he answered the tough questions. I can't believe they put him out there. He did the thing. But then other people were like, did you see the way that when the Brooke Pryor, the Casey reporter who started this whole thing, asked him a question and he rolled his eyes at her? He's so abusive against every woman out in the world. Did he punches is everything and then he's at practice today and he bruised his quad
0: no you gotta tell it dramatically he was out in practice today and went down and had to be carted off the field
3: oh yeah he was totally carted off the field um but that's because like full disclosure the, tra- the training facility is far away from the practice field so every injury gets carted off It's just how it goes yeah he got carted off the field today brashad breeland crashed into him at a point of catch contention or whatever. Turned out to be a bruised quad. And depending, and all of Reddit and Twitter NFL fans went through a rollercoaster of emotions of about 56 minutes where it was like, yeah, the karma, bitch. And then way too big Tyreek Hill's fans about 55 minutes after the fact when Adam Schefter reported, you're just a bruised quad, you'll be fine. Kansas City Chiefs Tyreek Hill stands of the world started posting a bunch of hose mad images, and that was a thing that happened. I don't know, he's man. making
2: quite a spectacle of uh, everything he does now.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's gonna be scrutinized for every little thing that happens to him over the course of the season, especially if the Chiefs are good. Which they should kind of be good.
2: I, I did kind of before the severity of the injury came out, I did kind of... I, I kind of reacted the same way. I was like, well, if you had... Everything the, was true. Well, no, no, no. I was saying, like, <laughs> if, if you had the opinion that his suspension was going to hurt the Chiefs, because it would have... Oh, yeah. Then, obviously, if he's injured, it's the same thing. He's... If he's not going to be able to play... Before... Again, this is before I knew there was, like, a Bruce quad and he's going to be okay. He just might not practice for the rest of training camp. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about this. Like, because we discussed, like, his... Issues and stuff. The idea of the Chiefs not having him is, I don't know. It's one of those things where, yeah, like they have Travis Kelsey and everything like that.
3: They have Sammy Watkins. They have, they have Hardman. Walkins. The
2: rookie Ty- Tyreek just existing on that team is like it's such a it's such a thing that you can't replace. It
3: feel if he if he's on the field, here's what you potentially have to worry about, all right? You have to worry about Hyde or uh, Williams from the running back position. Williams Williams is going to start, but I think Hyde's going to change a pace because he can bruise. But they might have a formation with two running backs, Hyde and Williams, out of the back, which is... Kind of deadly in its own right. Then your tight end, you line up Travis Kelsey nightmare matchup for any linebacker that has to cover him. And why are you putting a linebacker on Travis Kelsey? Because the three wide receivers who are going to be in the set, Tyreek Hill runs a four two, Sammy Watkins runs a four three, Makoa Hardman runs
2: a four three. But what that's it, but that's what I am saying. Like if Tyreek's not available, it makes yeah it makes, it makes it, because I know like you guys kind of you don't want to say you did, but like in the moment you you took Makoa Hardman. Oh yeah, that would yeah out of out of a like, okay, if we don't have Tyreek, we need to have But what Tyreek is currently in the Chiefs offense didn't happen last mm offseason. Like it took a couple of years for Tyreek because Tyreek was just first of all, Tyreek was a running back. Yeah,
3: he was a running back. He wasn't a wide
2: receiver. And he was a return guy. You're not just gonna throw Macaulay Hartman out there, Hardman out there and just be like, Okay, do what Tyreek does, because that ain't gonna work. No. Like and I always go back to, if you want to pick, like, moments where players win games that aren't attributed to... Like, the Kansas City Chiefs don't beat the Baltimore Ravens without Tyreek Hill. Nope. Period. Point blank. That game is won by the Baltimore Ravens if Tyreek Hill is not a Chief. And at first, when the news first broke, when like you said, everyone was freaking out. They were like, oh, God, oh, no. Like, he's not going to play. And then Adam Schefter was like, nah, he's fine. And everyone was like, oh, okay. Which is why I don't like... <laughs> When news stories like that happen during live sports centers or specifically debate shows, because the first thing that happens is like, "Oh man, it's gonna be out for the whole season," right? Like, it looks like, like a yeah. nasty hit. They yeah. carted him off the field,
3: and they don't realize, the and they don't realize that you know, that training facilities, every injury gets carted off the field.
2: Yeah, I don't so, know, man. Speaking of uh, not available, so are you ready for this year without Michael Thomas?
0: Yeah, no,
2: because he's not gonna play.
0: He's apparently really close on a deal. I think. Right now, at this point, they're just giving him training camp off just because they know where his chemistry is at with Drew Brees. They're trying to bet the rest of the receivers on the team. Mm-hmm. They, they cut what Cam receivers? Meredith yesterday. There's people there. They have a lot of receivers there right now. They just have, But yeah. it, I just, We just don't know how good they are.
1: Right. That's, I was making a jokey joke.
0: Right now, it looks like it's leaning towards Ted Ginn coming back for another year along with uh, Traquan Smith, who had... One who had the best rookie report performance out of any wide receiver last year, which Bleacher Report keeps reminding me of, even though I have known that since <laughs> it happened. It happened. <laughs> like they told me then. It hasn't changed since then. Right. You don't need to keep telling me anyway. <laughs> um, can we
2: just run? Can you and I just like take over Bleacher Report? I feel like you and I, you and I, complain more about Bleacher Report right to, it, like to each other.
0: <laughs> I think. The only thing, The Athletic is basically the better version of Bleacher Report. <laughs> except you have to pay a subscription for which is... It's
2: almost worth it at that point. Right. To not deal with the shoddy writing and the repetitiveness of Bleacher Report. Right.
0: Michael Thomas is really close on a deal that's expected to happen soon.
2: He wants, what, $20 million a
0: year? Yeah.
2: Well, an average of $20 million a year. They're not going right. to give him $20 million a year. They're no. going to... Backload his contract for when they don't have to pay Drew Brees anymore is right. what they're gonna do.
0: Yeah. So that's what happens with everybody.
2: It's the opposite of the type of deal that running backs should get, which is a perfect segue for Jerry Jones. We joked about it already. Doing a fake. I'm gonna call it a fake press conference. Cause that was not a press conference. That was a direct like, Jerry Jones might as well have recorded himself and DM'd it to Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> like, coming out and saying, you don't need a leading rusher to win a Super Bowl. Which, by the way...
3: You, oh, you God, know you what, what you're getting into. Oh,
2: it's by the way. He's right. He is right. Because oh. it hasn't happened in, oh, God, like 30 years that the leading rusher has actually
1: won the Super Bowl. Well, that's just... All right, That's yeah, hard to fucking fun do. Fun fact,
3: the Jerry Jones-run Cowboys won the Super Bowl in the 1992, 1993. With Emmitt Smith. Yeah, He brings
2: it up. And it's funny because he brings it up like, Emmitt Smith was the first to do
3: it. Funner fact, the Cowboys have won three division titles this decade, 2014, 2016, and 2018. And also, uh, in all three years, their starting running back won the rushing title. Wow. Wow. Who yeah, would have thought Run the ball, stop the run, you win
2: championships. Right, right, but you don't need you don't win the Super Bowl though. Clearly. Clearly. Well, yeah. Because they haven't won the Super I Bowl. I mean that Aaron Rodgers just busted hmm. your day up. Hmm. How <laughs> long
1: is the how long has the Patriots era been running now?
2: Uh almost two decades.
1: Yeah, and have you and neither time do they usually ever have a leading rusher or leading receiver. Or Tom Brady isn't the top quarterback. And that probably has a lot to well, do yeah, with they it. Well, use, yeah,
2: they use a multitude of people. They well, there's a multitude
1: of people. Their schemes are what uh, usually wins them games.
0: If you don't have... I feel like it, it definitely... It's not keeping you from winning a Super Bowl.
1: No, not
2: at all. No, 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 It'll no. It'll do
1: it's, nothing but help you. <laughs> yeah,
2: it doesn't keep you from one. I just think it... If you have a leading rusher that you have to pay $18 it's, million dollars a year to... It's
0: just odds at that point because, like, all right, you have... One in thirty-two teams going to win a Super Bowl. One in thirty-two teams is going to have the leading rusher. Right. That's one in sixty-four chances once a year.
3: No, right. yeah, that's no, still true. But oh, even going even further, uh, the team with the rushing champion has made the playoffs
0: the last eight seasons. So oh, yeah.
2: So it's a, so it's almost a a way to get into the playoffs. Just like anything, it doesn't really guarantee you.
0: It's almost anything. like you have to be good at all facets of the game to win a Super Bowl. Ah, yeah, there you all,
2: go. Almost, yeah. Which, by the way, the Cowboys not. would would not be if Zeke isn't there.
3: The Cowboys no, aren't good at they, all facets they, uh, of the game. They, they're bringing Zeke. in. They're bringing in Alfred Morris two years ago. He averaged five and a half yards of
0: carry. Who's bringing in Alfred Morris? The Cowboys. The Cowboys. Oh, are they? mm mm-hmm. They uh because they had him before. They did. Yeah. When, yeah, and they him. supposed to be uh, visiting with the Saints.
2: Is it bad
0: since or, Javoris Allen hasn't showed up? He just sh- hasn't showed he up. He just—he's ghosted the Saints.
2: Oh my god! Maybe he thinks uh,
1: he's still a Baltimore Raven.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, Baltimore didn't tell. Uh, yeah, he—they didn't, didn't tell him Yeah, <laughs> he had a new playbook. They're just <laughs> forgetting a lot. A lot.
2: <laughs>
0: what, Emails what aren't you, being oh sent.
3: I mean, this is this is totally unrelated to Zeke. It just. Full quote from John Gruden on Raiders quarterback oh, yes. Nathan yes. Peterman. Yeah. Can we
2: take it like a brief aside for oh, this? Oh, God, yes. I know he's got
3: some nightmare performances in the NFL, but when you watch the film, you can see why. It's not all his fault.
0: I mean, there, <laughs> there were points in that one game last year where we were – we were just like Nathan Peterman, savior of the Bills, and then like
1: he threw two pick sixes. Yeah, that was so fucking funny. Like, yeah, the consecutive what two plays after that yep. were
0: both pick sixes. <laughs> which, is, which is against
2: the Texans. Pretty much, forget oh. that.
0: Which is pretty much what happened with Matt Schwab. Yeah, yes. oh, yeah, he was lighting it up the one year. Didn't he lead the league in passing? Yeah, he led the league in passing. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. the next year he had six or seven pick sixes in the first. However many weeks, and you know, lost his job just because of like them returning it. Which is run run drills with your offense to know how to stop a return
2: out of his control, kind of.
0: Yeah, I would say so. So what you're to an extent.
2: So what you're telling me is that
0: it only takes one person to throw an interception, but it's on the whole team if they get touched it. Yeah.
2: So what you're saying is, is that at some point this year, John Gruden will trade Derek Carr, and truly. Truly. Truly do what he wants to do, which is revamp the career of Nathan Peterman. This is what his whole goal has been ever since coming back into the NFL.
0: You knew it. He planned everything like a master chess player.
2: <laughs> Can you imagine, like, Nathan Peterman trotting out in the Oakland Raiders uniform with
0: oh, Antonio God.
2: Brown standing there looking at him like,
3: Oh, yes, I want it.
2: I know you want it. It's just... That was. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that was going to be like the best quote of the week.
1: My fucking God, guys. My God. It, it won't ever end with him, will it? Nathan Peterman? No, John Gruden.
2: John Gruden's going to keep him on his team forever. All right. Forever. But no, I wanted to compare the Zeke situation with the Melvin Gordon one. Because they're both interesting in the fact that... Okay, so Zeke has two years left. Yeah. And he's holding out. And it doesn't appear that the Cowboys are going to like meet him halfway. It's kind of like, "All right, dude. Like you're kind of a you're kind of a troublemaker." Yeah. Like you've been you've been
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying because they have they have three big deals coming up. They have I think one shouldn't be a big deal, but you have Amari Cooper coming up and you have Dak Prescott coming up
2: Is it possible that the thing I brought up That one week or a couple weeks ago I don't remember what episode I brought it up in Remember how I said That Jerry Jones Is the type of owner that would be like You know what I know Dak's not worth 28 million dollars If I Purposely Keep Zeke away And Dak Prescott goes out there Despite having Amari Cooper and just stinks up the joint and they go like six and ten or seven and nine without ezekiel elliott what leverage does Dak have like none like clearly like he's like all right here you go no zeke it's just you with amari cooper and randall cobb and we're bringing jason witten i just
3: i don't see why he would do that now when this cowboys roster is the most like Put together roster they've had in years. I don't think this care. is like because it's Jerry
2: Jones and he's a crazy. Because,
0: person. I get
3: it, but this is like their best chance to win a Super Bowl
0: because it's because it's young. That's why he has plenty of other years to win with that team if they keep it together.
2: The core people in that defense, like okay, so you have Byron Jones, is young. Demarcus, yeah, you Demarcus is young. Who they just signed, so he's fine. You have Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith, who are young offensive lines kind of getting a little old yeah but they're okay you have a mark cooper who's young dax young that's like enough pieces there it's just like okay you know like if we <laughs> taco who they just drafted who now basically is like one of their starting dns because they let go of david irving but like compare that to like the melvin gordon situation where like he plays for the chargers who are notorious for like being shrewd mm. and not paying anybody yeah just refusing for whatever reason and he's had, like, no issues. Like, he's never been in trouble. He gets injured occasionally. But a lot of people are thinking, like, oh, you know, the Cowboys need Zeke. Chargers don't need Melvin Gordon. Yeah, they do. Did you watch their games when Melvin didn't play last year? Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> it wasn't very good. Outside of the Pittsburgh game, which we all know, like, the majority of the problems in the Pittsburgh game was the fact that, that, that Buffy Tree a... was covering Keenan Allen. Yes. Oh, less, less about it, the backup running back for the Chargers.
0: Justin Jackson.
2: Justin Jackson <laughs> and, and
0: Austin Eckler.
2: Yeah, and Austin Eckler. Like it was less about the two of them. I
0: was almost gonna say Justin Eckler,
1: which
2: <laughs> would have just been a combination. <laughs> it was much more about, yeah, Keenan Allen getting eleven catches while being covered by LJ Fort <laughs> who couldn't cover a cough. Oh no. So Damn. I don't know. Like it's a little bit see and I'm I am one of those people that do believe that the running back position is being overvalued a lot.
1: It's a that's a hard delicate balance.
2: It's a very it is a very delicate balance, but the evidence and the data is like not in running backs' favors. Right. What happened in Pittsburgh last year when Le'Veon Bell left and James Connor improved on all of his statistics from the year before, and then James Conner got hurt and Jalen Samuels went in and he rushed for a hundred yards against the Patriots. And then like Todd Gurley got hurt and CJ Anderson, who is literally a human bowling ball. <laughs> Came on off like the street and rushed for a hundred yards against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, CJ Anderson's good though. Like he's dude. He
1: <laughs> he's not. He's not Todd. He's he was, not. He's, he's not Todd he, Gurley. He
0: was a thousand yard rusher in Denver with right. the worst offensive line.
1: Yeah, like no, he's good. It's amazing he, how undervalued he is for he whatever. He went to.
0: Reason. He went to Carolina and then it was bad timing because Christian McCaffrey lit it up in yeah. his rookie season. So then he went to Detroit or. What is Raiders? Who was a shit show in in Detroit? Oh no, Detroit's now. Detroit. That's where he is now. Yeah. Yeah, But you know, just the Raiders were a shit show, and like he doesn't want to. He goes into the locker room and he has everybody telling him, "Yo, you don't want to be here. Like this is it's literal trash fire." Yeah. And so he's like, "All right, well, fuck this." I just think that
2: I think it's amazing that the Rams. The the running back value in the league right now is like not in their favor.
0: Well, no, it's not even.
2: And neither is the data, because people are literally looking like, okay, like, here hey, like, are running backs after year twenty seven, and like
0: that's what it's like the, what we talked about before. Running backs need to be front loaded because that's before they get all their hits and everything yeah. on them with their contracts in their rookie years. Pay
2: them when you're getting the value out of them, right? Versus because that's what NFL coach, that's what the GMs are afraid of, is they don't want to pay them when their value is going to diminish. So just pay them when you're getting the value out of them. Like, just do that. And then if they hit 26, 27, and they're not doing so well, then you've already given them the majority of their money, and you could just pay them per performance, basically. Like, I know Matt doesn't want to talk about this game, but the thing I always go back to about when people want to pay running backs and stuff like that, and people, everybody, every running back that averages over 1,000 yards every season wants to get Todd Gurley money, in that Monday night game, what some people consider to be the greatest football game ever played. Okay, the Rams and the Chiefs.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah.
2: Matt. Yeah. I was going to ask you. Yeah. How many points did the Chiefs score that game? Uh, 50-something. Was it like 51? Yeah. Something like that? Because yeah. the, won- the Rams scored 56 or yeah, something like that, okay. right? it was 51. So yeah. the Chiefs scored 51 points, right? Todd Gurley, who makes... Almost $20 million a year to pay running back. Did not touch the football for two and a half quarters in that game. Not only did his team score over 50 points, but his team won the game. Against one of the touch worst the ball.
1: defenses in the NFL.
2: Right, but he's he wasn't involved in the game plan. Like, he's out there not getting the football. So the Chiefs obviously are like, okay, well, he's not getting the ball. So we can just, I don't know, ignore him.
0: <laughs> well, once you ignore him, is when he's going to get the ball. I mean, for two and a half. First,
2: uh, well, we already talked about what's it's, the, it's it's who who got canceled for the Chiefs? The defensive coordinator. Oh, Bob Sutton. Yeah, Bob, Bob Sutton guy. Like we know Bob Sutton sucks, but at the same time, like right. But like you need to catch on. Like okay, clearly there's something wrong here. Because no, they're not that's, giving Gurley the ball.
0: Schrodinger's box. You know, once you decide that you're not going to cover him, that's when he's going to, that's when they're going to give him the ball. The Rams know that he's a playmaker, and they know that, you know, the Chiefs are doing what they can to contain him.
2: I mean, it was smart by Sean McVay to just keep him out there.
0: Yeah. Because they just
2: kept using him as a dummy. Yeah. yeah. It's straight up impossible.
0: It's impossible
1: to ignore how important Gurley is to that team. It is impossible to ignore that.
2: No, I'm I'm not ignoring it. What I'm saying is if you combine that game with The rest of how their postseason went, where C.J. Anderson was outperforming him despite making pennies comparatively. Sure, Gurley was hurt. Yeah, we understand that Gurley was hurt. But, like, that's the reason why you don't pay running backs $18 million a year. That's why. Because you can take a guy like C.J. Anderson out of Oakland and pay him less than a million dollars and he can go out there and rush for 100 yards. That's what I'm saying. That's where you kind of have to balance it. Is it worth it? And... The longer it goes, the more it's kind of like... Running backs don't have a lot of backing to this. I think... Uh, like, the data is really starting to like compile against them that I, they should be getting this amount of money. Now, I've, I've said before, and Corey just said it, rookie running backs, you either need to make their contracts shorter... Like, make their rookie contracts... Two years. Two years. Make it two years. And then you can give them a big contract... After
0: that, because look at look at the last few years. You've had Zeke, who's been the rushing leader twice on a rookie contract. Mm-hmm. You've had uh, Kareem Hunt the year with the Chiefs. You have Kamara last year. You had David Johnson the one year. Gurley. Gurley. Yeah, these are all people that have been leading the league in in running backs, all on rookie contracts.
2: And that's where you would, well, and, and it would that's fall. That's something they'll have to fight for in the CBA. That's what I'm saying. Like, it needs to be part of the CBA where, like, rookie running back contracts are two years. And then what you can do is, is because any quarterback, almost any quarterback that gets taken, no matter where you draft him, is going to get that fifth year option. Most teams are just going to elect to do the fifth year option versus pay them.
0: Yeah. Goff, I think it's, I saw somewhere, Goff's on his fifth year option this year. Yeah. And he's making $21 million, I yeah. think.
2: So that gives you a three-year gap or a three-year period of time where you can pay Ezekiel Elliott or Todd Gurley $18, $19, 20000000 million and front-load it because your quarterback's making $4 million, $5 million. Like, do that. Like, have that be the structure of the contracts because it's so— and it's not to say that, like—because I'm sure other players are going to bitch— like other positions are gonna be like, oh, why can't we get our money early? I'm like, well, yeah, because your career is gonna last longer on average than theirs, so it's only fair that they get an equal chance to make their money.
0: I think running back is the only position that peaks like in that time frame, because you don't see any in the first five years. Yeah, you don't. You definitely don't see any tight ends coming out lighting it up their rookie season. You Kittle
2: know? did. That's about it.
0: It was generational Kittle, talent. Kittle. Didn't even do it his rookie year. His rookie year was the year before, which oh was yeah, like, that's right. He was like okay, nobody. Kevin, mm-hmm. uh, Evan Ingram was the closest that we've had that had a good rookie year. Then I mean, you don't have wide receivers coming in until like their third or fourth year.
2: Receivers really that that one year, or that one season when OBJ and Mike Evans and Kelvin Benjamin and uh, you know and and Brandon all those, Cooks, yeah, and Brandon Cooks when all those guys got drafted that one year, which is Still, probably to this day, the best.
0: Yeah. That's without
2: a doubt the best wide receiver even, class in history.
0: Even without Kelvin following it up,
2: exactly. Like Kelvin's first, yeah, Kelvin's first rookie year was incredible. And then, like I said, you had Evans, you had Odell. I think you even had Landry that year too.
0: Yeah, because him and Odell, yeah. Ode came out. They
2: had and Cooks and uh, I'm the
0: the one that, uh I think Jordan Matthews that year.
2: Yeah, Jordan Matthews, who I really liked, even though he's kind of bounced around martavius bryant who despite his sammy Wat- wasn't sammy, yeah, sammy watkins. watkins that's an insane receiving class but since that receiving class it's kind of been like you said it's kind of been slow like receivers take a while like running backs can come into the league and just immediately like because it's the easiest position to transition to
0: right it's you, if you have vision you're gonna do good
2: right the holes are the holes are the same a dive is the dive a power is a power there's no difference. Like, I shouldn't say there's no difference. Like, but it's the uh, easiest position to transition the only,
0: to. The only thing that changes is, it's like, uh, you don't really pass to the running back in college because it's all vertical.
2: Right. In the NFL, you have to be able to catch the ball as a running back nowadays. It's just, you have to. There's yeah. just no, it's, you either have you to be able to
3: come out of the backfield.
2: Yes. Otherwise, you're just going to be put
3: in for blocking.
2: Yep. Or or defenses are just going to immediately know the second you come in the game. Like, okay, well, they're not going to throw it to you. So, you're either back there to block or you're going to run it. So, let's just send a linebacker at your face. Mm. Because they're either going to tackle you or they're going to blow you up in pass coverage. So, do you guys see Le'Veon Bell? Speaking of running backs, yeah. apologizing to fantasy owners. Yes, yeah. Bell went
1: on uh, went on what Instagram, I think it was right. That's what they all use. And then he uh, he apologized to fantasy owners who didn't get to use him at all. This is. I just year. want
2: to point out this is a week after he also made an Instagram video saying that people need to stay out of his business, that fans are like bad, and that they always just ask him to do stuff like, oh, you should always be focused. But then why are you apologizing to fantasy owners? <laughs> I mean he's and that's, that's different I know I he's memeing
1: I think but it's a different thing that's, that's also a different thing
0: I think that's He knows a lot of The attention and everything He gets is because of fantasy If it wasn't for fantasy And everything Nobody would have cared really That he was holding out Because only If there wasn't fantasy football You'd only care about Your own teams
2: Fantasy football is important it's I know important. it's not for everybody Yeah but it's what Makes the
3: NFL The powerhouse that it is In America Correct
2: And now, well, now that we have legal gambling, which I'm still waiting for some app to jump on that, like whatever app jumps on.
0: They have a bunch of apps. Uh, DraftKings has one. It's just depending on your state because it's so not. You could just flat out bet on games. Yeah, but right now, you know, like in Ohio, we don't have anybody to regulate it. So it's not completely legal yet. Uh, We're waiting on a bill to get passed to either have triple LLC to come in and. Be pretty much the overseer. Overseer of all sports gambling, or Ohio Lottery Commission is going to come in who already oversees a lot of the gamble. You could already see oversees everything in Ohio as far as gambling.
2: Well, if it's the Ohio Lottery, then isn't there like they
0: just have to they? Would they tax
2: it? I mean, because that goes into yeah. yeah. I was was gonna say like if Ohio Lottery takes it over, we're gonna you're gonna be doing like oh I want to do a five dollar bet on this over under, and it's actually like.
0: Yeah, that's a six
2: dollar fifty cent bet.
0: I work at a casino. Ohio makes fifty one percent of everything that we bring in. Mm-hmm. That's insane.
2: That's very insane.
0: <laughs> but we, you know, you make enough money that it doesn't matter. It doesn't not that it doesn't matter. Oh well, yeah, not. But like that's
2: forty nine percent of a million dollars. is still it. It makes 000. it.
0: It still makes it worth it. Right. You know, and then the oh. Uh, 51 percent yeah that's the, insane the sports betting right now because really the casino doesn't really make anything on sports betting mm-hmm. but it brings people into the casino they're putting money in the slots and everything else and the food and everything else mm-hmm. you know
2: that's what the important part is about sports it's betting casinos pe- is, yeah just people getting in. bodies in the doors because when you do that you're like oh well i'm here I might as well, like, yeah, go get a beer sit, or go play a slot. People will sit it
3: at the bar all day and bet sports and drink and eat food and all sorts of stuff. Yeah.
2: When, the, when the Raiders move to Vegas, they're going to have it. You're going to be able to log in on your phone while you're sitting there and bet during the game like, <laughs> as you're watching it, which is interesting. Like, they're just going to have, like, the stadium itself is going to, like, make prop bets which is
1: odd.
0: That's dope. I think that's cool. That's a I cool mean, That's a lot better gimmicks than a lot of these sports right. teams have. Right? Like, like the Chick Fil A that's not
1: open <laughs> <laughs> for Atlanta.
2: Yeah. Uh. Listen, man, the workers still work there all week, or all week long. You know, they gotta, they gotta get some homophobic chicken who, in there.
3: Who, who fucking goes to Chick Fil A in Mercedes Benz Stadium on a Tuesday?
2: Joe from maintenance. He goes every day. He gets two. Grilled chicken sandwiches with some Polynesian sauce mm. and uh, a milkshake.
0: All right. Speaking of Atlanta, we got a. We're moving to Atlanta. We got some receiver moving news. To Atlanta. Oh, receiver. Yeah, news. and this is gonna go into the one thing I was talking about earlier this week. All right. So right now we got some big names and wide receivers waiting for a contract. You know, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Amari Cooper, uh, Devonte Adams is coming up. Yep. Julio just said. It's just the news that he's not waiting he's not particularly waiting on a Thomas or a Cooper deal to get his deal done because he says he's not in the same boat as them.
1: Well yeah, he's he's much further along in his career.
0: Okay. And then we have Aaron Rodgers in Wisconsin going Devontae Adams is the top three receiver. he he, he he's pretty close. Top. I mean, he's top. I mean, he's he, top three. No, he's not. He's, he's not like top three. Let's an name an the re- arguable who? top, top six
2: or seven.
0: I want you guys, give me your top five receivers, right now.
2: DeAndre's number one. Yes. I'd probably put Thomas, Thomas at two. At two. Yes. And then Devontae at three.
0: No, nah, I uh,
1: put OBJ
2: at three. three.
0: Yeah, I put Odell at three. Um,
2: I want to see how Odell comes back from his second broken ankle before I make him number four. Did like,
0: I didn't think he broke his ankle. I thought it was a quad injury.
2: Well, I mean, he broke his ankle two years ago, and then he hurt his quad, and then it kept him out the rest of the year. But he had already broken his leg before. Oh, okay. So, yeah. like, now he's just got a myriad of lower leg injuries that he's been dealing with. I mean, like, it's hard because, like, Devontae Adams, like, leads the league in touchdowns the last two, three years. Now, you could argue that, like, oh, well, that's just because Aaron only throws it to him. And the one
1: year it. he did like, it, Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. He did do, that is
2: true. He did He did catch a lot of touchdowns when Aaron wasn't there, but... I like think it's didn't, easy.
1: I, I think what is a clear indication of how good he is showed that even when Aaron wasn't there, he was putting up the same numbers. Let's say – That's important.
2: Let's make clear that saying who the best receivers are in the NFL right now are like splitting the finest hairs probably ever. Like the top six guys are all like – like if you could pick one of them, you'd be like, I I mean, I'd just like flip a coin. Or roll a die. That's like, fair. Okay, I'm still getting a real. Uh, I'm still getting a amazing player.
3: <sighs> yeah, no, no, no. Each one's has their own strength. I all think and
2: DeAndre's it. just at the, he's at, he's at this point where I, like, he literally didn't drop a pass last year. Yeah, I know. Like not a single pass. Like that's that's nuts. That's mind blowing. Like every single pass that Deshaun Jackson threw, or Deshaun Jackson that Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, Watson threw to him that was on target, he caught.
1: And why that isn't <laughs> like why?
2: that's really stupid. And, but then you have like. To make Corey's case, you have Michael Thomas, who I think up until a certain point in the season, him and Drew Brees had like a ninety-five percent.
0: Yeah, uh, he caught one hundred and twenty-five out at of one hundred and forty-seven attempts.
2: Yeah, that's that's, that's also insane.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: like and then of course you have Devonte who has double-digit touchdowns the last three years, and then you have Odell, who's I don't obviously like fantastic, and you have I think
0: you know I'm not taking anything away from Devonte, but I think touchdowns are gimmicky. Like they're not just not gimmicky, but you know what I'm saying. Like it's it's a weird stat. Yeah, I to mean keep. we we
3: always considered Julio Jones one of the best, and he yeah, didn't have two, a touchdown.
0: He had two touchdowns one year, and we we weren't saying that he wasn't. If you're saying if we're saying that Julio Jones is as great as he is without the touchdowns, we can't say somebody's as good as he is because of touchdowns.
1: I think you could do both. Why not? I think you can. They're I, both they're both super important. Standard. It's still they're both super it's important for,
2: hard in the NFL when. I think in Devont, Devontae's case is a little different because he got so many – every offensive player would tell you that playing receiver in the red zones like, really hard because windows are so small. And it's also partially the quarterback has to get it into the window. But, like, right. he had – I read an article the other day about, like, red zone targets last year. Devontae Adams had double the amount of red zone targets as the next player.
0: Right.
2: So teams know that he's going to get the ball. He's still and he still manages to score double-digit touchdowns. Oh god, I'll never that, forget. I guess that's the difference between like someone like I would agree with you if it was like someone like Deshaun Jackson in his prime, who could just outrun people. Like if Deshaun Jackson had ten touchdowns one year, I'd be like, "Well, who cares? He runs faster than everybody." Whereas it's like big people, like big like the possession receivers that get it. I think it's because it's it's harder for them because they're getting double teamed. It's like Calvin Johnson, like when he would get down to like the ten yard line, they would literally put two people on him, and they'd still throw the bottom, and he'd still catch it. Like that's really impressive. I will agree with you that Mike. It's it's basically DeAndre and Michael Thomas.
0: I'm not like I'm not pick even, one. I'm not even saying like this isn't a thing about me like saying Michael Thomas is, but this is me saying you have Julio. I'm still gonna include Antonio Brown.
2: I, I, like, oh no, so, I was gonna. I, yeah.
0: I still include. Antonio. I put Devonte oh, okay. Adams at five. I'm not yeah uh you have Michael Thomas you have did I say DeAndre yet you have DeAndre odo Beckham odo Beckham Mike yes. Evans, I'd take Mike Evans over <sighs> man Mike, I wouldn't take Mike Evans over Mike Evans time. is tough. not at this point
2: you can't tell with Mike Evans because like he has such an erratic quarterback throwing him the ball this year I like wouldn't. you you feel like, we'll get to that because we're doing the NFC South. right, but like man Mike Evans i I feel like Mike Evans has been done a disservice.
1: He has, by being on that team.
2: Like, if he was on, like, a team, like... If Mike Evans had fallen to some team, like... I don't even know. Like, someone with a better quarterback than Jameis. Mike Evans is a freak. An absolute physical specimen of a freak. And not in the same light as DK, because DK just runs seam routes. Like, Mike Evans can actually run a full route tree. And, you know... Beat you off the line of scrimmage, not just with running.
0: Right, but then I'd even like getting down like very close to Devonte Adams. I'd even put asterisks, healthy AJ Green,
2: big asterisk, like the asterisk is like the size of a car. Right.
0: And then like Where I think
2: do you I, put
3: our favorite Watchman right now in that
2: list, Tyreek.
3: Yeah,
0: I'd, I'd have I'd have him in. That because I think that would probably be my like first tier is like the six guys you mentioned, yeah, Antonio, uh, Julio, Michael Thomas, DeAndre, mm-hmm. Mike Evans, and healthy AJ Green, yeah, and then you'd have your set your next tier, which would be Adams, Tyreek, Adams, Tyreek Cooper, Thielen. I'm still not. At this you still game. don't like Adam Thielen that much. I'm
2: still not. At, yeah, I'm not oh, uh, totally Keenan Allen off. would be in that like yeah. next section. Healthy, of, like, healthy. Yeah, healthy. Keenan Allen.
0: Uh, there's another one. Oh, oh, uh, Odo Beckham. So that's another one that's in the top tier. Mm-hmm. But think
2: about like that group of guys, right? Like how know, good they all are.
0: I appreciate Aaron Rodgers actually. Like. Being a leader and supporting his guys for once. <laughs> Damn, dude. But but think before you sound foolish.
1: I think putting him top three isn't smart either. You, you can't. I
2: but, I would put him there just because I have reservations about the other people
0: I'm in not, the list. I'm not even like like uh, I'm not taking age into consideration here, like. I'm just like I guess I kind of am Which is a little yeah, unfair Yeah that's like Going into this year That's why I don't have I don't have Devontae Adams As a number three
2: I also feel like I've memed a lot About Julio Jones Because He has those moments Where like Like the moment in the playoffs Two years ago Against the Eagles He just didn't show up All he has to do Is catch the ball In the end yep. zone And hit him right in the hands He not show up In the most foggy. important moment it, Not Not <laughs> Not the foggy game Against the Patriots <laughs> That game, oh man! I saw the video of that game. But a shout out to the Atlanta Falcons, who in a foggy, uh, <laughs> terrible Sunday night game were on the Patriots' goal line, fourth down and goal, and they ran a jet sweep. Shout out to that team.
0: <laughs> Hope you have
2: better uh, your your red zone performances with Steve Sarkisian as your offensive coordinator were actually like if you go back and. Look at how absolutely dreadful they were. Their red zone offense was, like, so, so bad. So yeah. bad. And they have Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley as their receivers, which is hilarious. Why all of a sudden has Alabama become, like, one of the best schools at, pro- at producing skill position people?
0: Wide receiver U.
2: It's become wide... No, I still think Clemson's <laughs> wide receiver U. But...
0: Who's Clemson been fucking putting out?
2: Well, they put out DeAndre. They put out Martavius. They Ten put out Sammy. Ago. I mean, that's still... <laughs> dude, if Martavius wasn't a pot smoker, if you gave me a receiving core with DeAndre Hopkins, Sammy Watkins, and Martavius Bryant, and Martavius Bryant sober, that's insane. That's
0: why. The only
2: other one is Alabama, because they have Cooper, Ridley, and Julio.
0: And they're going to have... Uh, Two more after I mean, this year. Yeah. I'm so ex- Jerry Judy. I'm so Jerry Judy. I'm so excited for Jerry Judy.
2: Jerry Judy. He's going to be a cowboy. Jerry Jude. What's up, Jerry Jude? What up, Jerry Jude? <laughs> Some fad pod lore for That's you. That's fad okay, pod I'm lore just, that, that Jerry Jones can only pronounce the first three letters of the first and last name of all of his players. <laughs> which is why he drafted Dak,
0: because it was easy.
2: <laughs> Dak Pre. Come here, Dak Pre. <laughs> oh my Deck god! Pre cum or e- or EZL?
0: he's <laughs> about he, to take he, it he, easy. That's L. just Zeke.
2: Jay <laughs> Jay, Jay uh, Jaylen Smith is uh Schmee. Yeah. What's up, Jay Schmee?
0: Even though Smith is one syllable already, <laughs>
2: nope, t- it's only the, it's the first three letters. Doesn't matter how many syllables it is. I'm Ah, Coop.
0: Coop. What, Amadeus?
2: Amadeus, Amadeus.
0: (laughs) All right, we're we're going to do NFC South. Yes, we are. It's
1: time. Which uh, means Justin gets to go first. Yes, sir. Go first. We're going to start off with the bottom bottom, which nobody should be surprised that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get to set up a little camp down here. I
2: feel like someone's going to surprise us and not put the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in last.
1: I don't understand how. They are the biggest dumpster fire probably in the NFC. I don't get it. I mean, they just as a team perpetually exist in the pit.
2: <laughs> they do.
1: So, this is you know, and plus the other NFC South having a particularly difficult schedule, I don't see any of this working out for them at all.
2: None of it at all. I don't know about that. I mean, they got a uh, what they got? Uh, they got a uh, Bruce Arians coming out of the booth.
1: Yeah. Coming out the booth.
2: I'll talk about him in my projections, but you can go ahead, Justin.
1: I, I'm I, going to spend as little time talking about this team as possible because they're uh, they're headed up in the quarterback position by somebody who belongs in the pit. So,
2: he doesn't belong in the pit. he's he's, I mean, he he's, is, he's, he's currently in, in, it, in the pit. Like, yeah. we've, we've placed him there. But he gently. doesn't
1: belong uh, as an NFL player, in my opinion. Okay. That's a fair amongst criticism. Amongst other people. That's a fair criticism. So, we have them... Losing week one to the 49ers, week two, losing to the Panthers, week three, losing to the Giants, week four, losing to the Rams, week five, losing to the Saints. Are they going to win somewhere? Yes, they do. In week six against the Panthers. Then they go on by. They win against the Titans, lose to the Seahawks, win against the Cardinals, lose back-to-back to the Saints and Falcons, they squeak out a little little rinky dinky win against the Jags. Losses back to back to the Colts and Lions. A win against the Texans, and they finish out the season with no hope remaining, losing to the Falcons. Going five and eleven, one and five in the division. Because that entire division. What do was they finish? Five and eleven.
2: Five and eleven. Okay.
1: Next up, we have the Atlanta Falcons. I would imagine they're going to be pretty good at the start of the season, but we'll end it injured, (laughs) as they do. I have them losing back-to-back weeks one and two against the Vikings and Eagles. Then I have them going on a mini-tear, winning at the Colts, against the Titans, at the Texans, Cardinals, Rams, and Seahawks, all back-to-back. Okay. Winning. So looking nice, good. That's a nice little stretch of uh, winnable games. Right. Looking fresh, looking great. They go in their bye, and they come out they go come out to it and lose in New Orleans. Okay. As a lot of people do. Then they lose lose in Carolina. They come home and spank around the Bucks as they should. They lose their second game versus the Saints. Then they win against the Panthers. Losses to the 49ers and Jags. They finish out their last game of the season, beating the Bucks. They end up nine and seven, three and three in the division.
2: Nine and seven. Nine and seven. And they're in fourth. They're in third. They're in third. Is what I meant to say, you got a real, you got a top-heavy NFC South over there, I buddy. I
1: think they're mostly good teams besides yeah, the Bucks. Yeah. NFC South, good division. Cam's looking good. Okay. Which is why I have the Panthers at ten and six. Whew. Play it's an odd year, Cam. Odd year. Camp looking good. It's an odd year. Playoff
2: team. I'm not going uh... to... Team,
1: team has good potential.
0: Yeah.
1: I'd say. That doesn't always work out for them. Look at last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But <laughs> on last paper... Last year was an even year. You had to see it coming. Yeah. <laughs> you aren't wrong on oh, my pup. My pup whining. Sansa Barna. Oh, You'll be just fine. So... A well, fun little narrative about this. You know how I had everybody kind of like get a little loosey at the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah the Panthers are the only what about team that a aren't. Lose-y? Uh, I like you. Future president. Future president, Lucy burn. <laughs> <laughs> so I had the Panthers coming out swinging compared to the rest of the division, which will create a nice fun narrative of them just killing everybody. Like, oh man.
2: And also harken memories of what happened to them last year. Right. Of how they were seven and two and There's, then finished. Seven to
1: nine. <laughs> There's a couple different ways that pops up here. Okay, that kind of like people thinking, oh, the same thing as last year. So they're winning week one against the Rams, winning the Bucks, the Cardinals, Texans, and Jags all right in a row. They take they lose a heartbreaker to the Bucks right before their bye week. That I imagine them just losing in a really dumb way
0: because
1: mm-hmm. that's kind of how the Bucks have to win, I guess. Coming out of their bye, they strike they strike a triple loss. Triple loss, three losses right in a row against uh, the Niners, Titans, and Packers. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: People, people are
1: freaking yeah, out. Yeah, people are like, oh, it's
2: coming like, oh, back, it's happening again.
1: <laughs> then they, then they come out, beat the Falcons, lose to the Saints, and now they start back and forthing. Beat the Redskins, lose to the Falcons. Not they start back and forth. And everybody's like, what is going on mm-hmm. with the Carolina Panthers? But then they kick it back into gear and win the last three in a row against the Seahawks, Colton Saints, and make the playoffs through it, going 10-6. and six. All right. Then at the top, of course, I have the Saints. I guess it's not an of course, but a little, little, little more unpredictable this season. But I don't know. I, think it's the Saints. I have them losing their first three in a row against the Texans, Rams, and Seahawks. <laughs> Corey's, hey, Corey's not <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, <that's, laughs> that, that sounds like them oh man and the winning the winning two in a row against the Cowboys and Bucks losing to the Jags which will be funny it's a weird game it's funny I hope it's hilarious yeah it just seems like one of those games that would just the Jaguars would just win it they just would and the beating the bears cardinals going on by and then they just start winning they just start fucking winning guys I, mean, I have them winning all in a row falcons bucks panthers falcons again niners colts titans and then in week 17 they're primed ready to go for the playoffs so they win one more they'll probably get the number 1 seed and then they lose to the panthers <laughs> go 11 and 5 5 and 1 in the division what was that's, that Desma that's nifsa south
2: nifsa south Matt, how is your NIFSA South?
1: Well, do you really want to know?
2: Yes.
0: Are you sure? Did you not do it?
2: Uh, No, no, no.
3: Oh, okay. It's here. That's what I was like. I thought that's what you're beating around the bush to. It it exists. All right, we'll just get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers out of the way. They go (laughs) 1-15. Oh,
0: (laughs)
1: <laughs> beat, I didn't think people would have much the, worse than
3: me. They beat the Titans out of their bye week, and They get thrashed <laughs> by everyone else. <laughs> Holy
2: crap, dude. All right. Uh, that's incredible.
1: Yeah, isn't it? It's, I love it. It's something else. Better so picked as the worst team in the NFL then, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, and it's saying something considering I have, you know, 2-14. and 14, The Bengals going 2-14. and 14. He
2: d- That's not the worst team in the NFL. We all knew who his worst team in the NFL is going to be. <laughs> We all know. The Oakland Raiders. We all know. The Raiders will there, not there, go there will be a worse team than the one in fifteen Tampa Bay Buccaneers in <laughs> Matt Dustman's projections. No,
3: I already gave the Raiders uh, a win. I, I gave the Raiders a win. Alright. They might be they might be tied at one in fifteen. Okay. <laughs>
2: okay Good to know.
3: Good to know. Anyway, in third place you get the Falky guys, um, the epitome of not changing enough, not doing enough. Right. And, being the same thing they always are
1: trying to find words go here would you be inclined to argue well, I' be inclined to argue with you that that same team looking really fresh come into last year everybody die maybe not all die this year Better yeah but team? they're still
2: but they're still two years behind the curve yeah there's sure. they, that's they're fair they're one of those teams that doesn't do a lot to improve on itself they get to a certain point and then they maintain it until they dip down and then they make a huge like spike when they change everything and then they just stay there again. That's what the Falcons do.
3: Yeah when in going that route, they're gonna go eight and eight this year. Okay. Uh, kind of all over the place. I have them winning week one, beating the Vikings, losing to Eagles Colts, beating Titans, losing to Texans, beating Cardinals, losing to Rams, Seahawks. Coming out of their bye week, losing the Saints. Then they uh, rip uh, th- three division games in a row. They beat the Panthers, beat the Buccaneers, beat the Saints. Then lose to the Panthers, lose to the 49ers, beat the Jaguars, beat the Bucks. Last week of the season, 8-8, eight, 4-2 eight, division. All right. Now, I want you to come with me on a journey.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Let's let's let's
3: uh let's mm, let's let's start with the Carolina Panthers, okay? All
2: right, we're going on a journey together.
3: We're, we're going on a journey. We're gonna we're gonna chart some games out. You can keep track at home, but I will help. And Carolina Panthers. They they start the game. They start the season on a little bit of a tear, for sure. I mean, they're gonna beat the Rams. They're gonna destroy the Buccaneers. Destroy the Cardinals. Destroy the Texans. Four games, only one hard matchup. Easy, you know. They slip up against the Jaguars, but then they get to come back and play the Buccaneers again. They get their two games against the Buccaneers in the first six weeks of the season. It's fucked up. Then they get to go in their bye week. After they come out of the bye week, they rip a few more in a row. They get to beat the 49ers. They get to beat the Titans. Then they get to beat the Packers. All right? Then they lose to the Falcons, lose to the Saints on the road, come back and beat the Redskins, beat the Falcons, beat the Seahawks, beat the Colts, we're going to put a pin on week 17. Right now, uh Carolina Panthers are 11 and 4 or 12 and 4. No.
2: 11
0: and 4. 11 and 4.
2: Matt loves to do this. Matt loves week 17 Ooh. determining Ooh. playoff things.
0: It like almost never does too. It's like only like one game a season, and Matt has always <laughs> playoff season. It's like
2: one, <laughs> like it's always like one division right. always has it. Matt puts it in every <laughs> single one.
3: You, you have the Saints. They're gonna they're gonna lose to the Texans. They're gonna get the revenge game against the Rams, and then lose to the Seahawks.
2: <laughs> so, one almost your zero and three.
3: Uh, then you know their season starts where they <laughs> win. They beat the Cowboys, beat the Bucks, beat the Jaguars, beat the Bears, beat the Cardinals, come out of their bye week, beat the Falcons, beat the Bucks, beat the Panthers, before losing to the Falcons, beating the 49ers, losing to the Colts, beating the Titans. Here we are, week 17. 11-4. I'm looking at it. 11-4.
2: Um, oh, they're playing each other.
3: They're playing each other. Okay, and I like
2: this more. They're playing. So this is the, this is the Sunday night flex game.
3: This is the Sunday night flex game yeah. for the division. Right. You know. How it goes is, I
0: mean, it, it's odd year cam. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You know, last odd year cam, we we sent him a broom. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: You're the, not wrong. You're
0: not The Saints You're mailed wrong. Cam Newton a broom.
2: They did in 2017. I just. I like that. I like that.
3: Man, I had to do something different because I assumed everyone was gonna pick the Saints. No, no. I I I mean, like we have money on this. I needed to be.
0: You could if you not didn't want to lose money. (laughs) 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 Positioning's don't matter. It matters what games you get.
2: It yeah, the records matter. It's not the positioning, playoff positioning. We're not doing that. We're just matter like games, right? Like how many games are you off? So you have the Carolina Panthers going twelve and four. No, hold
3: on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, they would be going 12 and 4. i fucking miscounted something.
2: And the Saints 11 and 5. Counting with
0: Matt. <laughs> Counting with Matt. Counting with Matt. There is something I Counting don't know. Counting with Matt. Matt.
2: Cuz then they really only have welcome to, next, welcome to the next welcome to the next hot segment. Yeah, no no. Counting see, with Matt. I, I See, I know I fucked up. With the, your I have them
3: as 13 and 3. The the thing that the Matt. thing that matters going into the last week of the season is because the Saints had the win on the Panthers. If they won they would have gone to 12-4. and four But with the
2: tiebreaker. They oh, would have gotten over.
3: Okay. That's what it was. Like, I messed up my math. So the Saints were like a game behind with the tiebreaker. So mm-hmm. if they had won the game, both teams would have ended at 12-4. and four And, you know, the Saints would have gotten the nod over. Instead, they lost and the Panthers win going to 13-3. I just mathed wrong. All I'm right. sorry.
2: They're like the number one seed in the NFC for you. Uh, for right now. That's That's impressive. All right, let's go to my NFC. I can't
1: wait to have Matt Matt have the Chiefs going fifteen and one.
2: My NFC South, and then just <laughs> so we'll, we'll let me make let me make a small case for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nope. Let me just say this. Nope. Bruce Arians, okay, is the antithesis to Bill O'Brien.
1: Right. Right.
2: Bruce Arians is like go for every fourth down throw it 20 yards down the field on every play like he he is he is the risk it for the biscuit coach right just like hardcore right ironically he's replacing Dirk Cutter who was the coach for Tampa who is now in Atlanta calling the plays which is funny um so basically Bruce Arians now has Probably the best offense he's had. He like when he was in Arizona, he had like old Larry Fitzgerald and David Johnson. That was pretty much it. Right now, he's got like he's got a quarterback who belongs in the pit. But he's got a strong arm. He's got the Mike Evans. Not very accurate though. He isn't. Now here's that's I'm getting to that. He's got Mike Evans. He got Chris Godwin. He's got OJ Howard. He's got a lot of good people, right? He had so you have a risk it for the biscuit head coach. With a inaccurate, inconsistent quarterback, so the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to have games where they score forty-five, and they're also going to have games where Jameis throws five interceptions.
1: I think he will basically. have an exactly one-to-one touchdown-to-interception ratio in twenty nineteen. <laughs> That's possible.
2: Now that being said, they go two and fourteen, but their two wins come against in back-to-back weeks against the Saints and Falcons, just
1: randomly in the middle of the year. Wait, so you made all that big case that you had them going worse than I did? Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Wow! Okay. I love it. My third place team, Carolina Panthers. Okay. You want to hear a fun fact about the Carolina Panthers from last year? Yeah. Uh, Pro Football Outsiders, which is a uh, group that rates various things uh, for teams. They also keep track of injuries like injured uh, personnel groupings for NFL. The Carolina Panthers last year had the most injured defensive backfield in the entire NFL, the most. When you consider the players they lost, how long they were gone for, and the severity of the injuries. They had the worst defensive back injury pool in the entire NFL. They were 32 out of 32, right? The Carolina Panthers... We're the best team in the NFL at preventing explosive pass plays. So think about that for a second. They're the most injured backfield, and yet we're still number one in uh, explosive pass plays.
0: Because of Eric Reed.
2: Because of their front seven. And Eric Reed, But their front seven, right, was going to be- Okay. So that's the same front seven that lost Thomas Davis and lost Julius Peppers, even though those guys are old. And they... Basically, didn't really do anything to replace like Greg Olson and Devin Funches. They just kind of have Christian McCaffrey, and that's really it. And like DJ Moore, who's an unproven second-year player,
0: and Curtis Samuel, both have been doing Cur- really Curtis,
2: good. And, and, uh, they've been doing well, but like I don't know, like like we mentioned earlier, like it takes like three or four years for receivers to really like blossom. I have the Carolina Panthers going five and eleven.
3: Holy shit.
2: Um, I have them losing to the Rams week one, beating the Buccaneers and Cardinals, losing to the Texans, uh, back-to-back wins against the Jaguars and Buccaneers. So they go into the bye week four and two. I'm like, okay, uh, they're fine. Then they lose their next three before finally beating the Falcons, and then they don't win another game. Damn. Um, I don't know how healthy Cam Newton's going to be. And if Cam Newton's got a bum shoulder and... A big part of what he does is running the football because he's not very accurate. He never has been.
1: He was pretty accurate last year. Yeah, throwing the ball to Christian McCaffrey Yeah, out of the backfield. Just going to do it again.
2: Okay, they won seven games last year doing that. <laughs> so I have them winning less games than that. So I have them going 5-11. I have the Atlanta Falcons going 7-9. and nine. I have them losing to the Vikings week one, beating the Eagles and the Colts. Which are going to be two, like, perennial Super Bowl teams that people are going to have. So, after, like, week three, people are be like, oh, hot damn, like, the Falcons, they back. And then they lose two straight to the Titans and the Texans. Oh, boy. They have them beating the Cardinals, losing to the Rams, and beating the Seahawks. So, it's like, okay, there's some bad losses in there. But there's also some real good wins, right? So, they come out of their bye week and they beat the Saints. So, now people are like, oh, okay. Like, they good. Like, Matt Ryan he's going to be good. Like, they're going to be fine.
0: Top-tier quarterback Matt Ryan. Top-tier Jeez
2: quarterback Matt Ryan. Then they lose three straight divisional games to the Panthers, Buccaneers, and Saints. Hmm. They then win a divisional game. Then, by the way, they have uh, five straight divisional games through the Falcons. <laughs> I have them beating the Panthers, then losing to the 49ers, losing to the Jaguars, finally beating the Buccaneers week 17 to go 7-9-3-3 and, nine, three and three in the division. And finally I have the New Orleans Saints Winning the division, mm. I don't buy the whole. The Saints are going to be distracted because they're not over their playoff last last year. Uh, the New Orleans Saints have had probably the worst playoff luck in the last decade, and they've still managed to like be a good team. So I don't see that affecting them. Um, they start out the year three zero, beating the Texans, Rams, and Seahawks. That will they, not happen. They win. They win the. I have them winning the revenge game against the Rams, losing to the Cowboys, beating the Buccaneers, losing to the Jaguars. For no, for no reason. It's just—it's it's a, it's a random game. It just feels like they beat it. the Bears. I feel
1: it in my balls.
2: They beat—they <laughs> 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 beat the Bears, and which will shock some people, but it won't shock me. Beat the Cardinals, then they go into their bye week, but then in classic Saints fashion, they lose the next two games to the Falcons and Buccaneers at Tampa. I don't know why. Ask Corey why that happens. I don't know why that happens, but then they don't lose for the rest of the year. Uh, Picking up wins against the Panthers, Falcons, 49ers, and Colts. Two big wins. uh, Beating the Titans. uh, And then beating the Panthers in week 17 to secure the number one seed in the NFC. So the the NFC will go through New Orleans as it did uh, last year for me. And that is my NIFSA self.
0: Okay. Time time for Corey's. <laughs> All of them
2: go zero and sixteen.
0: We'll start off with the Carolina Panthers. Ooh, they're at the bottom, man. They're gonna start off doing these. <laughs> I realize that how hard of a schedule the NFC South has. This yeah. year. yeah, absolutely. It's really really hard. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna start off with zero and three Panthers losing against the Rams, the Bucks, and the Cardinals. And then they'll go into the Texans and Jaguars and beat them before losing to the Buccaneers for their bye week, going two and four. Coming out of the bye weeks, you play the 49ers, who are on a resurgence, lose to them. They'll beat the Titans because anything that starts with lose to the Titans doesn't sound right. <laughs> 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 I love they'll lose I love to the Packers, beat the Falcons... Then lose four straight against the Saints, the Redskins, the Falcons, and the Seahawks. Uh, picking up their final win against the Colts before losing the Saints for a 5-11 and 11 record.
2: So Carolina Panthers at the bottom.
0: We'll go Atlanta Falcons next. Oh, okay. Uh, they'll beat the Vikings week one before losing to the Eagles and Colts. And then they'll beat the Titans, the Texans, and the Cardinals before losing to the Rams and Seahawks before their bye week. They'll come out of the bye week and lose to the Saints and the Panthers before beating the Buccaneers, losing to the Saints, beating the Panthers, losing to the 49ers, beating the Jags, and then losing to the Buccaneers.
2: So very back and forth yes. at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, very roller coastery for a
2: 7-19. We have the same record, okay.
0: Yeah. So then we got Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're going to beat... The 49ers. They'll beat the Panthers. They play the Giants week three. Fuck it, they ball. They beat the Rams. Fuck it, they ball. Play the Saints. Fuck it, they ball. Beat the Panthers. Go to the bye week. Go to the Titans. At the Seahawks, fuck it, they ball At the Cards, fuck it, they ball At the Saints, fuck it, they ball At the Falcons, fuck it, they ball Beat the Jags At the Colts, fuck it, they ball At the Lions, fuck it, they ball At the Texans, Justin Fuck it, they ball And then the beat the Falcons To get them to the best record That they've had in years at six and ten.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Every time you said "fuck it," they ball. It was a loss. Oh. <laughs> that was such a good lead-up. Oh, Perfect. God. Perfect. Oh, fuck. I was about to have an
2: anxiety why attack.
1: I, can I, why can't I put swear words in my episode title so I can call it Fuck It They Ball? <laughs> I mean, you have to name it after a Big Baller
3: brand now.
0: You could do F I T B. Fit them? Fit them. Fuck it, they ball.
3: Mm, we want something like catchy to tagline the fit them.
0: Put a. Uh, Put dots in it So people are like What's the acronym Stand for Right
1: yeah Make it an acronym FITB
0: And then people Will be like I wonder what that acronym Is and they will have to Listen to find out
1: Yeah All right. We're doing it Alright We're titling the episode FITB
0: Alright Now we got The New Orleans Saints Who always find a way To make me as depressed As they can Before Taking me back up On the high <laughs> Who will start 0-3 Against the Texans Rams and Seahawks before winning out at that point and going (laughs) third,
2: I, okay, so, I can actually, I make the spreadsheets that I send to Justin, Matt, and Corey, and because I make them and then I send them to them, I can actually see, I don't do it, but I can actually open them up and see how you guys have filled them out. And I don't do that because I'm like, I don't want to ruin it for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But the one day when I first sent it out, I clicked on Corey's accidentally to open mine. And I opened it and he hadn't done the whole thing, but he had the Saints at just 0 and 3 <laughs> <laughs> And I was like And I was like, oh my god, he's gonna make them go 0 sixteen. <laughs> like I thought I was like, I was like, he's gonna make them like
0: Tank him for Tua. Yeah,
2: like tank he's gonna make them tank <laughs> oh for god. Tua Tonga And I was like, oh god, I don't wanna see anything else. So I closed it out. But I just, up until the week when you said they had, you had them going 0-3, then 13-0 and the rest of the year, I legitimately thought <laughs> that you were going to have them tank. So, like, the whole time I was like, oh, my God. Like, Corey's going to, we're going to do the NFC South, and Corey's going to have them as the last place team. Oh, my God. And then he said that. I'm like, oh, okay, never mind. That's why I laughed so hard. Because, like, it baited me
1: so hard. Corey with the with the double bait and switch. Oh, man. In his
0: predictions. That's some good stuff. That was very good. I enjoyed Shout it. out, uh... The big baby scumbag who made the song Jameis Winston that played in this episode. Yes. Shout out to him. What's
2: the, name of the What's the name of the song? Jameis Winston. The name? It's
1: literally called Jameis Winston. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's why I played it. Oh. Yeah, Corey, Corey told me he was going to play it during the episode.
1: Is it about... You know, we could have set it up, so we could have plugged that in like
0: I told you. You didn't get funny. the thing, so I didn't oh, do you're it. You're like, nah. Damn.
1: Why would you want to feel like him? Okay. So one more thing before we part ways for this week. I just want to hit up some breaking news for you guys. A couple things that that broke. I like breaking news. During the episode here. But
0: Breaking news. Marquise Brown cleared to practice for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, that was one. Yeah, he's I wanted to do that one because I meant to bring it up earlier in the receivers talk. Still that's, scary. That's fine.
2: Because yeah, huh. Lin's Frank injuries are,
0: yep, they are very terrifying.
2: scary.
1: Terrifying. Especially for
2: receivers.
0: Right.
1: Nah, he's fine. The Dallas Cowboys are now engaged in a lawsuit that alleges that they conspired with the police to cover up Ezekiel Elliott's 2017 car crash so he could play in the playoffs. Now, this is why Zeke wants to get paid.
3: He's getting sued for $20 million. Right. How much of that money this guy gets, I don't know, but Zeke wants
1: money. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, so. The Cowboys have been sued, the organization,
0: for $20 million over this.
2: That they conspired with. What car
0: crash? The one that they covered up. That's why we didn't hear about in it. 2017, that Zeke did. That was Before that, fall. that Packers game in 2017
1: in the playoffs. Mm hmm. So he was involved in a car crash and the police...
2: Okay. Yeah, you don't remember that?
1: No. I don't remember him getting involved in a car... I mean, it shows. Here's, here's the quote from the lawsuit. Because it was covered up. If anyone <laughs> had actually reported the impact of the accident and had Elliot been examined, he would have most likely been placed in concussion protocol and out for the Dallas Cowboys upcoming playoff game. According to Hill, Elliot ran a red light and hit the other car so hard that it wedged them together,
0: requiring a tow truck to separate the cars. I mean, first of all, what person's going to separate two cars from each other?
2: Uh, Taysom Hill.
0: Yeah. Okay. Point, <laughs> <laughs> point,
1: point taken.
2: <laughs> Taysom Hill could do it.
1: Yeah, so what happened, the, the person in, in this hill is the person who was hit in this, okay. and he's, he's doing the lawsuit. And the reason, I guess, that he is doing this is because he at no point received any payments from Elliott or the Cowboys after this happened. Okay. And so he uh, got pissed, dug a little deeper, found out that it was covered up. The severity of it, at least, was covered up so Zeke could play in the playoffs. And now he is suing them for $20 million. He's suing the Cowboys. He's not suing Zeke. He's suing the Cowboys. And then also, according to Hill... He said that the Cowboys running back coach, Gary Brown, showed up to the scene of the accident and then told Hill that we will take care of everything, and then nothing happened. Well, I mean, they took care of it.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, they took care of it in their, better, in their best interest.
1: Yeah. So that is... Possibly why the Cowboys aren't paying Zeke. Yeah, because they might have to shell out $20 million because of something that he did. Man, free Zeke. Also, I uh, mean, we talked about A.G. Green for a second, but he did undergo surgery.
0: He could it is... be available for Week One,
1: right? Could be, could be. It's 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 up in the air right now, but he is go he is going to at least miss the preseason, at the very least. Poor guy.
2: Andy Dalton broke his thumb, and it was downhill from there.
3: I'm telling you, dude, it's fucking oh, poor man. Two and fourteen this year.
2: Would <laughs> <laughs> be a great offense. I got him seven and nine.
1: Also. Ryan Fitzpatrick.
0: Oh, I know about this. Lighting it up. I know about this. He is
1: lighting it up at training camp, and the rumor is now circulating that he will start for the Dolphins. He's going to be... He- Popping this man, off. This man has been doing training camp
3: for 15 goddamn years. <laughs> for like seven different teams? Of course he pops
0: off in training camp. He's just going <laughs> through the motions at this point.
3: I'm saying, he's just like, all right, seven on seven drills. <laughs> all right, hey, who? Huh? Add, for, add four more players
0: to that equation. Eight more players. My bad. Yeah,
3: it's whatever. 11 on 11 drills. I don't care.
2: I know I'm not going to get touched. Uh,
0: also, Dolphin
2: news that I found out. Is that Brian Flores? What what week is it? It's July. What's the what time capsule? What's the what's the date today? And today's July thirtieth. So Brian Flores has had the Dolphins' job for less than half a year. Yeah, he has already fired their offensive line coach. Yeah, because apparently during practice, the defensive line was apparently whooping the offensive line so badly during practice that he brought the offensive line coach into his office after a practice and fired him.
3: Man, that's <laughs> things are going great yeah, like for the that, Miami put, Dolphins. Put that in perspective to like what happened with the Browns' practice. You sit in my chair. Yeah, right. my when chair? you sit
0: in my chair, yeah. What well, with the Browns' practice up, a few you, days you ago, you can unfire yourself when you sit in my chair.
3: Right. When uh, Baker started yelling at the receivers for giving up on a play or whatnot, and, and like they asked Freddie Kitchens about it, and Freddie was like, "Well, our defense is hella good, don't you think?" Like, that's not verbatim quotes. This is basically mm. what he said. He's like. Which means our defense is playing well, and offense has got to step up. He didn't go and fire the wide receivers
1: coach. <laughs> yeah. There was some more news. News? Well,
2: we're piling on the news
1: at the end of I this episode. I, I should just put the Jubby Report song in, because this is this is a bona fide Jubby Report. Guys, it's back. Oh, it's back! We're living again. I'm, I'm excited. Upset. I hit it with the foot. Fu- I resuscitated that. Bitch. Get him, <laughs> Drippy Drip! Droppy Drip. They, uh, they drooped I on tried. back. Drippy drop. Drippy drop. I tried. So there was, during, because uh, tr- training camp news is oh so fun. During red the Redskins training camp, uh, there was a fight. <laughs> <laughs> there always is. Oh, yeah. I was reading about this. You wait until you hear the <laughs> players involved. So, Jeremy Sprinkle is blocking Monte Nicholson on a run play. Nicholson tries to pull away, but Sprinkle holds on to him. Nicholson gets mad, throws Sprinkle to the ground, and then as they stand back up, Sprinkle does a double-leg takedown on Nicholson, and they start scrapping.
3: Now, I know what you're thinking.
0: Who the fuck are those players? Right. I, know, I know Sprinkle, because I always try to keep track of all the fun names to tell my cousin. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, it is important, yes. Pour one out for Sprinkle. Nah, dude. It is, so
1: they got into a fight. Yeah. How characteristic! But apparently, it went rescuers. into like a big old yeah. fisty brawl, fisticuffs. Yeah, multiple there multiple. There's players a video. The team. Yeah, it, it turned into a like a fight. Fight. There was a
0: brawl. Fight. Was this? Oh yeah. Hold? Did we talk about the uh, Trent? Trenton? I was
2: gonna, gonna, gonna bring hold Tr- out? Trent Williams. Yeah, he's holding out because he doesn't
0: trust the fucking team. Yeah. And the <laughs> fight happens. Yeah. yeah. After a report saying, Yeah, I don't want to play for you guys because I, I don't really trust you, like. But that they that, misdiagnosed that, You know like You know we're supposed to like Trust each other Because we're a team No <laughs> Don't trust No don't no trust No no trust
1: Maybe maybe, maybe seeing why <laughs>
2: See I was gonna ask Was this fight before or after Morgan Moses Showing up to a press conference Dressed as Trent Williams Because that happened
1: I think that was after Did no. you
2: know the Washington Redskins Are the third most valuable NFL franchise
1: How Did That's... you know that that's so fucky.
2: That's, that's strange. Did you know that? And people think this sport's fixed.
0: Because people... <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the Washington Redskins are the third most profitable franchise. <laughs> like, people
1: actually think, like, ah, oh, it's just... It's fixed. Yeah. The- They're basically pathetic, I yeah. think is the only way I could describe the organization as a whole. It, it is so either funny. bad luck or people making bad decisions in it, and nothing else Daniel happens. It's Snyder. He's awful.
0: Speaking He's the worst of, owner in the speaking sport. Of, speaking of the Redskins... Steve Ballmer came out and said that he wants to rename the Clippers. There's nothing, nothing wrong with the Clippers. He could, could just do that. Yeah, you you can, know, you, you could you could just rename a team. What? You could. That sounds impossible. Bro. You could change their colors. You could uh, change their logo. You could rename a team as an owner. That's that's.
2: It's funny because it's your team. Yeah. So you can kind of do whatever you want. Yeah. Even if it's not meant with nationwide. Scrutiny due to racism. So you're yeah.
1: telling me that Jerry Jones <laughs> could walk in <laughs> and rename the team Dal Cow? <laughs>
3: end it. No, oh, no, no. We need to no. talk about our.
1: No,
0: end it.
3: No, Patreon.com/slash/fadpod. We're never getting any more money. <laughs> Twitter.com/slash/fadpod. Please put that in there.
0: Dal Cow.